Hey every no gentle Hey everyone <laughs> Delilah. It's Delilah <laughs> Love someone like running yolks i i feel like <laughs> something people assume about me <laughs> i i'm actually surprised to hear this i did assume you yeah i do feel like i do feel like i would i look like i seem like someone based on my other food tastes that like would be like really into runny yolk i don't like soft boiled eggs really oh my gosh yeah yeah i didn't use I don't to trust them you like you like eggs of all shapes and oh, sizes i love an egg i didn't used to like soft or like egg yolk until randomly in scotland when i lived there i went to pizza express which is like the mcdonald's of pizza places and they had a really good like carbonara pizza and it had a, like an egg on it that when you cut up the pizza the egg just goes trickle 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 and it was so good and from then on eggaholic over here yokeaholic did you have to cut up the pizza was that like was it you couldn't ha- wait did we go there no that we went to like someplace i got pizza somewhere where there's a movie theater and we watched um the good guys or mm, yeah that was in Gla- <laughs> that was on ashton lane at the grovner theater in glasgow so good that was a really cute street it's so cute um pizza express when aaron and robbie came to visit they uh <laughs> after they they like went for, i lived in glasgow they went to edinburgh and aaron was like you have to try this pizza place we had it it was so good it's called pizza express and i was like aaron that pizza place is on every street corner in the uk and she was like very embarrassed it was funny i mean i i love it when things like that happen where it's just like this i feel like that's i feel like that happened to me over there too where i was just like this is amazing and then it's like this is everywhere we have no reason to know why would we know that I remember Jana took me to Pret. Oh, Pret. And was like um and was like I love coming here um and it, and and we I don't know why we stopped. I think we got like a little breakfast or something um on one of our London days without you. And Ouch. um yeah. And she and then I was just like, wow, this is like so amazing. Like Pret like is amazing. And then when I moved to New York, Prets are just everywhere. Like especially um I actually had a card, like a $20 a month card. So I could get any drink every hour. Like you just <laughs> couldn't get more than one an hour. That's a good deal. But I, whenever I go there, I'm always just like, ah, oh, like London was my first experience with you, Pret. Me too. I was so excited when I moved out here because I associate Pret with London also. I don't know. Well, they did have them in Glasgow, I think, but I didn't really go very often. But in London, because there's so many of them and it's like London is an overwhelming place for me to figure out what to eat for some reason. I don't know why, because like New York isn't. We went to Chipotle. We went to Chipotle. Although I did go to Chipotle when I first moved to New York, too. That's the first place. You went to Chipotle a lot. I don't even <laughs> like Chipotle. It's just familiar. Remember when you had to leave New York one of those times and you found out you didn't get a job and then you were crying and then you went to the two-story Burger King? <laughs> I love that Burger King. They seat you. like Because you were waiting. like You had like a little bit of time to kill before your plane. <laughs> And you came to like my work and cried at your work. And we were like talking, and then you (laughs) went to that mysterious two-story Burger King. They seat you. They seat you. They come and take your order. Like they give you a menu. They come and take your order. It's it's fancy. It's great. 
so fancy. Best way to drown my sorrows. What is that that you're drinking? It's these um, protein shakes that are really good. I like them a lot. Um, and they are dairy-free. Um, and they <laughs> I subscribed to them like through Amazon um, a while ago. And I keep forgetting to unsubscribe. And so we have like... I forgot to unsubscribe before July when I canceled Amazon. And then when I started Amazon back up, they've been sending them. So we have so many. And these ones expired. And you know me. I don't eat expired food. I know. But these ones expired January 20th and February 1st. And I have like 40 of them. So <laughs> I've been like over the last month or so, I've been like trying to drink some more frequently. And they're fine. Um, yeah. I'll say to I you what like- I always say when we talk about this. Expiration dates are made yeah. up. They're trash. They don't mean anything. I, <laughs> yes, I do. For this has so many preservatives that I feel like it can go a year. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's got like n- so many insane ingredients. So, yeah, but I have milk. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, no, with milk, I'll drink it till it smells weird, or I'll drink it till it tastes weird, or when you pour it, chunks come out. That's true. And sometimes it ruins your cereal, sometimes. but hey, you got a few extra days out of it. Oh, I forgot to unsubscribe again. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, no. Sorry, I just got an email. <laughs> did, the, did the protein drinks? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was just talking about it, and I just got an email. <laughs> Hurt you. Uh, all right. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe I am sick. I don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> Doctor right. says no. Um, <laughs> no. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Gearheads. My name is Sarah and I'm here with Elise. And this week we are talking about the Cotton Club Encore. Uh, Just as a friendly reminder to all those listening, uh, this is the podcast where we talk about all Richard Gear films all the time. Except for the ones that we can't find because last week we did lie and say we were going to watch Beyond the Limit this week, but that movie is impossible to track down. So don't come at us. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll hit it up later if we find it. Yeah. We'll we'll go back and do that one and and looking for Mr. Goodbar, mm-hmm. finding Mr. Goodbar, looking, searching for I don't know. Mr. Goodbar. <laughs> Seeking, seeking, <laughs> endeavoring after <laughs> endeavoring after <laughs> oh man well um at least thank you for uh renting this movie on redbox cost me a dollar nice 99 to... i will send we'll you a venmo request the... for yep send me a venmo <laughs> for 98 cents and a half that's some quick math i, I, don't, I don't think it's right <laughs> i'm no, pretty sure it's, it's wrong <laughs> 99 and a half cents yeah yeah um I can't remember. Have you seen this one before? Yeah. But I didn't remember very much from it. Got it. I was Um, so confused about which version I was watching. I really thought that I had... So I started off watching this on one platform, but it had commercials, and it was, like, glitchy and annoying. So I switched to another, and I thought... What was that platform? Let's plug it. What? (laughs) Let's plug that platform, because it's such a great one. (laughs) Pluto TV. I'm coming for you. Where there's no search bar. There's no search bar. You have to Google it <laughs> you and find the link scroll. that way, or you have to scroll through the category. It is so. I've never even thought about Googling it. I just like scroll mindlessly. Like, why is there no search bar? It's weird. It has thing. an on demand section, so it's not like you have to only watch. I don't understand what it is. <laughs> um. Anyways, there was. A, it came out in 1984, and it was chopped into pieces by. We'll talk about that later, but there's like a lot of 
studio interference and stuff so it wasn't really the movie that Francis Ford Coppola wanted to make so then he re-released it in 2019 with like an extra 25 minutes or something like that and that is the only version that I can find anywhere so that's what we watched was the better version yeah yeah I'm excited to talk about all of that too do you want to talk about that at the end yeah cool um yeah it's yeah so i'm you did all the research and trying to figure out what this where this was and what it was i came to a lot of wrong conclusions before i i like texted (laughs) sarah like six times being like okay so this is the short version but we there is also a long version and then i was like actually this is the long version (laughs) like i just could not it was a roller coaster i didn't even know which way was up or down by the end of the day you just hung on tight you buckled up and Closed your eyes, screamed. <laughs> yeah. Hands in the air. Which, <laughs> yeah, just like I was shooting a bunch of kids selling apples. Speaking of shooting kids that are selling apples, let's get into this movie. Okay, let's the do it. The plot and the, the characters and all of that good stuff. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Well, I wrote, it opens with RTG. Dixie is his name, wearing sunglasses at night. And what a pair of sunglasses they were. <laughs> Those... <laughs> I mean, I guess they're period appropriate because this is like a 1920s New York Harlem, especially yeah. movie. But um, and he does have very small eyes, so he doesn't need very big sunglasses. <laughs> and they're dark, so like probably yeah. he—they're just for. I mean, obviously he doesn't need them at night, anyways. They're just to look cool. Yeah, yeah, and he—he he, <laughs> at one point I think like when um, he's making love. Um, he puts them on they're on his head at one point in the middle of that montage yeah, i love that so much it's like it's a weird it's like all of a sudden he's just sitting in bed wearing sunglasses <laughs> just being like well, my, my, my mama told me i gotta it's like where did you get those from did you have to stand up and go find them yeah <laughs> um but he's at this club and um just kind of like he's back in town from somewhere living his life and there's a lot of mob gangster activity and he ends up saving this man's life called the Dutchman, who's a known gangster in the area. Um, yeah. when there's a stick of dynamite thrown <laughs> under the table. Yeah. Yeah. So right away we meet kind of most of the main players, which I will say, I think there's too many of them. I couldn't care about basically anybody too much because there were so many people. I only cared about Frenchie. Frenchie's great. Frenchie's a good one. Yeah. So we meet... Or as I like to call him, Ray Romano's older brother. But old. But old. He seems yeah. like he should be in the Munsters. He does. Yeah. He's big. That's a he's a big man. That's not an insult. Yeah. That's the highest compliment. I wish someone would say that about me. <laughs> um, okay. So we've got Dixie, who is a musician. By the way, mm-hmm. I'm sure you read this because I think you looked I a did. little trivia. That's really Richard playing the, not the trumpet cornet <laughs> and the piano he also plays guitar well yeah he's and he like there's like several times where he like sings along to the music and i was thinking i feel like we're lucky that there's been no bruce willis is bruno style album released from <laughs> from this man over the years i feel like it's it's it speaks well to him that we have not yet had to listen to like yeah Tiffany sings the blues yeah, I agree. I do think we should add, because I feel like, didn't he play piano in one of the other movies we watched? I think he did. I think he does it pretty often. I think we should add that to our bingo card. Oh my gosh, yes. Because he does it in, like, he does it in Runaway Bride. He does it in Pretty Woman. Let's add, like, playing, yeah, like, playing a musical instrument, because I feel like we might see him play guitar at some point, okay. too. I can't find my pen, but uh, I'll do it. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Turning pages galore. Pages of bingo items. I we should have been scoring each one according to bingo, but man, we're already scoring oh, it according man. to Wow, where am I now? Wow. I'm looking for bingo. I'm at like job interview notes. <laughs> I'm at an applesauce recipe. Oh, an I'm affidavit. at a quilt pattern that I made. <laughs> oh. Remember when I was making quilts? Oh yeah. A manifesto. Where is the bingo? Oh no. A mash list. Lists of reasons <laughs> my ex-boyfriend should have come and driven out to see me during the pandemic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Where's bingo? Okay. <laughs> I went too far back. Too far. Gone too far. There. Too far. Okay. Found it. okay. <laughs> Ooh, great got a little dicey there okay plays an instrument okay yay riveting Good content mm-hmm. okay so he's a musician um yeah so we meet him we meet a girl named vera who's just like it's diane lane i didn't even recognize her she's unrecognizable with her eyebrows plucked like that <laughs> i was wondering like did they grow back like was that know. they were they were plucked. They were barely there. Um, yeah. We meet. Still beautiful. Yeah, very beautiful. We meet Dutch, the gangster, who becomes a fan of Dixie after, yeah, like Sarah said, he saves his life from someone throwing dynamite at him, <laughs> which always <laughs> happens when I go out to clubs. It's so annoying. I hate it. It's, I, uh, it's so frustrating. Um, we meet. Nothing ruins my night quicker. <laughs> I know. It's like, can you? does it have to be a stick of dynamite? Could it be something else? <laughs> um, we meet the uh sandman whose name is i thought his name for a long time was albert and then i started hearing that it was dalbert Albert. <laughs> so i went and added a d in front of everything in my notes <laughs> the uh, he's a great great character a handsome man awful name worst name i can't think of a worse name for someone albert ham dalbert that guy that actor i think he is he's passed away now i can't remember what his name is because i'm stupid but yeah he is so talented like a legit triple threat like the tap Mm -hmm. dancing the tap dancing in this movie was incredible Mm -hmm. and i also feel like (laughs) if you were to make a trailer today (laughs) for this movie it'd be like in a world where you are either a mobster or a tap dancer (laughs) (laughs) like everyone i feel like everyone was tap dancing like yeah then you didn't expect if it. It you find great. tap dancing to be something like uh annoying or not fun to watch this is not the film for you i will say that because i think and 20 are not the of the 25 minutes they added back in in this cut was straight up tap dancing <laughs> i'm not complaining it'd be fun to time yeah, yeah. it'd be fun to like do a stopwatch and see how much of it, it would be yeah was. Um, okay, so let's see. Dutch is like, I like you, guy, I owe you. And then Vera's super drunk and it cuts to Dixie t- escorting her home, tucks her away. She's like, please stay the night. I'm lonely. So he like sleeps on basically like a, an uncomfortable like a super lounger, uncomfortable, weird couch. And I felt like him trying to get comfortable on that couch looked like me on the beach the other day trying to <laughs> just lay flat on the like ground in my winter coat. Like a, like a dead yeah. seal. <laughs> that's true so this is how we know that he's yeah. a main character we can root for because he doesn't try any funny business when she's drunk right and offering and offering and actually sometimes you don't even know that because in some of these older movies the guy that we're supposed to root for does stuff like that and it's just like what it's well, she's, she's she's asleep it's fine <laughs> <laughs> she is out cold um yeah so then we get introduced to his family Ooh. and 
There's his mama. Who is and then, Gwen Verdon. Oh. Which is a big deal. And she's a dancer. Yeah. Okay. In her own very, very um, accomplished fancy, fancy. I only knew that because of the ending. <laughs> where she oh, she does dance. Yeah. Did you, that show that was on like a year or so ago on FX with Fosse Verdon with Michelle Williams and Sam Rockwell. And I was all excited because they like came, they didn't, but like the producers of the show and Bob Fosse's daughter came into my work. And like looked at the archives and I was like, oh, oh my yes, gosh, I have to yeah. watch the show, which I didn't watch. That's so Fosse's Bob Fosse, Verdon is Gwen Verdon. She was they were married for a while. They like were Broadway dancer, choreographer, famous people. Wow. That, so that was her. I didn't know. That's great. Yeah. And that, this is her cool. like a little older. I got I think that was in like yeah. the 60s when they were in their heyday. I don't even know. 70s. I don't know. I don't know yeah. about, that much about Broadway history. So, you know, more than me. So. Well, I've picked it up here and there. (laughs) (laughs) It's something I've played around with. Um, Yeah, so his his mom is Gwen Verdon, and his brother is... (laughs) Nick Cage! Typically, absolutely bonkers. I love it. I love him. He's so fun to watch in every single thing he's in. Do you you want to know what my favorite move he did in this movie was? He was there sitting at a table in the club and he went like this yeah. and wiped his nose from so like much. bottom to top. And he like just like he was just uh, he was a, he was like a child and a dog. Like yes. those are like the two things that he acted like in this movie. Like who had access just, to and, machine guns, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like he did a good job. I like his character was I don't know. I think he played his character if his character is supposed to be that crazy, it's I think he played him well. It's hard to know with him because he's just so bizarre in movies. I mean, I guess he's not like that bizarre in like National Treasure. But when he's doing movies where he's like doing a thing, he's so bizarre that it's so fun to watch that I can't tell if it's good or not because I'm just like, I don't want you to care. I don't care. I enjoy yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is. Yeah. So he's a, a Coppola himself. Oh, yeah. That's right. And I. I don't know if this is the only time he's worked with family or not. Cause I know he changed his name so he wouldn't like be associated and like be given an upper leg, hmm. upper leg. Is that the phrase? Upper hand, upper hand, upper a leg hand. up. Okay. Yeah. A leg up and upper hand, <laughs> leg, upper hand, leg, upper hand, leg. Interesting. Yeah. Um, we meet also the sister-in-law who doesn't play that big a part, but I did note that this is the first time that Dixie's met her and he, introduces himself to her by kissing her on the lips and later yeah. on he kisses his mother on the lips too so yeah lots of lots of lip kissing um with that tiny mustache that makes his eyes look even smaller Somehow, how does that happen <laughs> i was like why because he did not look like richard Gere in this movie no. to me like there were some moments where i was like okay but i was like is it the mustache is it the hair we never see his hair like this again i feel like yeah. this is like it was very slicked back Sometimes and he didn't look unattractive, but it just didn't, it look, didn't like look like him. Kim, you're totally right. Sometimes I think it might have been the mustache. It was like barely anything, but it really threw off the face. So I did not yeah. like this slick back hair. Sometimes the hair where mm-hmm. there's it's like curly, crunchy, but there's like loose pieces. I didn't mind that, but it did make me think of yeah. Ryan Gosling in La La Land because there's like a Jimmy Fallon did an impression of him. I think maybe at the Oscars or something where he's like pretending to play piano and he has this like fake clump of hair that keeps falling in his face. <laughs> sort of that. That's great. Style. <laughs> yeah yeah it was just he just looked greasy all the time including his mustache and i wonder if that does he can he does he have facial hair ever 
I don't know. Sometimes we've seen like a little bit mm-hmm. of like a maybe five o'clock shadow, but almost never. He's always so far very clean shaven. Oh, wait, I think I think in like one of the movies where he's old, like in the last couple of years, we see him with like a yeah. big white beard. OK, so I was like, can he even grow a mustache? I would like to see a full on mustache on him as a young man. I would I would like yeah. to see that. Yeah. Also let's, a beard. Let's, let's find a filter an old picture of him and see what we can do and we found beard, our I think, would be saturday night activity we found our saturday night activity baby <laughs> um so he gets invited to um go play piano at this dinner that the dutchman is at. yes wait sorry and, one more thing oh, to say about the yeah. scene where we meet his family we also meet dalbert's family and his brother oh yeah and mm-hmm. they're all like tap dancers and they're very actually cute. i don't want to talk about any of this in the podcast if we can just cut this all okay. out of the sure. podcast and then like a year later we can go back in and add, and add minutes okay. of us talking yeah. about this that would really pay homage <laughs> to this movie great idea um <laughs> go on sorry <laughs> What are they good? Oh yeah, I just wanted to Dalbert's family. Yeah, point them out, and also he and his brother are like a tap dancing, yeah, uh, team. Which, by the way, they're brothers in real life, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. But um, and the- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say Dalbert um and Richard Gere like shared like a like a, oh hey what's up like they they knew each yeah, other like they're, they're in friendly. passing. Yeah. Um, but they don't really inter like they're um you know like they're in the same places sometimes, but they don't really have any interaction. Yeah, they really don't. It's interesting because it's like. Yeah, stories that only kind of relate to each other because of the Cotton Club, I guess, which was a real club in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, anyways, I was gonna say though, this is a very stupid comment. It has nothing to do with any of that. Back to the uh, the Gear family. Oh yes, uh, mm-hmm. Dwyer, Dwyer, <laughs> Andy Dwyer. I don't know what their names are. Dixie's family. I don't know. The mom keeps bothering like the sister in law and just like pestering her to put more clothes on. Oh. Right. And it made me think of Powell from 90 Day Fiance, Russ and Powell, when, he, <laughs> when they live with his parents in Oklahoma. And yes. she comes out in like tiny little pajamas and everyone's like, will you please? And she's like, I am wearing clothes. Yeah, what? What's the problem? I... Yeah, she even says that. She's like, I did put clothes on. <laughs> like, to the mom. Oh, that's very, that's a very funny comparison. Thank you. So, um, so Richard Gere gets invited to this dinner that the, the, the that the Dutchman is at, and at this dinner we meet even more people. So many gangsters. Um, there's a rival. Yeah, there's a rival gangster there, and there's a mediation going on between um them that's run by and I forget his name, but he owns owns the club. Um, he owns the club. That's Bob Hoskins. Is, I think his name was I can't remember what his name was, but it's hard for me to see him mean or like kind of scary in this yeah. because he's he's in Hook. He's Smee and Hook, and he like I only really know him from that and from that share movie Mermaids, where he's just like her sweet love interest in that movie. Yeah, and I like I found myself rooting for him Me too, like in this just because like he was kind of like a nice. He just seemed nice, like except for when he was like ordering people to be killed. Yeah, well, yeah, but other than that, I mean, what's nothing? What's wrong with that? Um, and his like henchman like his like co-person like i don't know bodyguard like Something. whatever frenchie was was this big man big man named Frenchie. their relationship was um, by the best one i feel like they had the best chemistry of any couple in this. they did <laughs> i loved the watch scene yeah. um and so um there's this mediation going on between these two guys and dixie's there playing piano and um oh, oh he brings gosh, in vera 
Like Dutch yeah, invites Vera. Sorry. Basically, he has his eyes on her, and he's like, "You guys are both coming to this party." They hit it off immediately. They hit it off, and he kind of the Dutchman brings Vera there, um, and like he, from what he told her, it was kind of like to. He's kind of using Dixie as like a cover for him because he's marrying Vera. Yeah, yeah. So, um, they have this mediation, and I almost stopped watching after that tongue move that the Dutchman did. Um, after like they, they agree, like they're not gonna like fight anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't like, remember. We've got like the best food, the best drink, and the best pussy, and like mm. go enjoy it. And then the the Dutchman did this insane tongue move that like I literally was just like. Bleh! Like, Ooh, get out of here. Don't like that. It was gross. I don't like him. It was not as gross, though, as what happened after that. Ooh, <laughs> stab in throat is what I wrote in all caps. So they're enjoying the party. They're eating dinner. And then all of a sudden, the one guy, the other mobster says something that the Dutchman doesn't like. And out of nowhere. Like, I was not expecting. Usually, I don't like to see that kind of stuff. Um because I'm a moral, wholesome person. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, like, I like know when to close my eyes when, like, something kind of, like, gruesome is about to happen. Was not Just prepared at all for this. Strikes. I, I was really um, gory. I did like the shot of blood on the chandelier, though. <laughs> that was kind of cool. That was cool. <laughs> it was dripping down on Vera. Yeah. So the Dutchman's got to get out of there. And Frenchie's like, Dixie, can you drive? And Dixie's just like, yep. He's so he very drives. shaken on this yeah. drive home. Yeah. And Vera's just kind of like, what's up? What's the problem? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> Who are you, me? <laughs> um, <laughs> but wait, are we going to get food after this? <laughs> <laughs> and so then we start cutting to more of the Cotton Club. And there's like full on numbers. Like we get to see like full numbers. And I think my favorite one was this one that was n- next where it was like the Duke Ellington arrangement where it was the operatic woman singing to jazz music and then the two dancers dancing yeah around her that was cool all it was of really the musical pretty. numbers are so cool it's so interesting because it's like the cotton club was like only black performers really only light-skinned black performers and only white people were allowed to like be like clubbing there and it's like yeah. they're all like such incredible artists and all of the white people are like super appreciative of it but it's still like this weird degrading i don't know it's just like yeah the 20s it was it yeah it was really it was really interesting um like a bit of and and everyone was just like this is how it is you know like yeah and yeah anytime that like um i'm just gonna call him the sandman because i don't like the name dalbert and i don't want to say it that's fine (laughs) like try to go somewhere and they'd be like ah whites only you know he's just like okay well can you just pass a message on like it's just like that's this is the way it is i don't know yeah 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 um but i loved all those i loved all those scenes um and stuff would kind of happen you know like during those scenes but not really it was like really you were just kind of watching full-on numbers um yeah and it felt like the movies that were like filmed in the 30s and 40s were like you had like just full-on yeah you were just like the end of um what is that is it an american in paris where it's just like a 15 minute gene kelly ballet scene (laughs) i love that (laughs) where it's like uh, nowadays in movies where there's like you know oh there's people on stage and you're going to see like 15 seconds of them performing and that's a little treat for you and this is like no you'll like, see her yeah. sing the entirety of stormy weather which by the way that's the song i had stuck in my head when we were at the beach the other day and i'm like did i subconsciously remember it was in this movie and that's why i was listening to it all week because i was listening weird. to only that song all week and then there's like a big part it popped on and you're like that is weird i wonder if it was subconscious pretty pretty um, nuts if you ask me 
<laughs> pretty nuts. <laughs> um, we meet Lila Ro- Lila Rose. Yes. One of the um, and she is one of the dancers, um, and Dalbert is very attracted to her and like seeking after her, um, and she's like seeking, you know, like she fame, like Broadway. she's, yeah, um, and she is, um, her dad was black and her mom was white, and so there's a little bit of like that conversation that happens throughout the movie as well. Yeah, like she's able to pass um, for white sometimes if she wants to, and mm-hmm. yeah, he charms her pretty quickly. I like that he says. I like that you're taller than me, which I thought, and that like really worked on her. Yeah, and I, that would have worked on me too. I like that. It's, yeah, like, yeah. Love it was... We stand a guy who's not insecure about his height. <laughs> yeah, we stand a short king. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I don't know. We maybe don't. not all of them. Ones that are good about mm. it and uh, yeah, have a sense of yeah. humor about themselves. Um, there's like this incredible dance off with like. Dalbert and all these old men for no reason, but they're all just oh. like tap dancing at each other. It's so fun. They're at the Hoofers Club. Is that the Hoofers Club? Uh, yeah. And they're like, do you know why? Because like she, uh, Lila, he brings Lila Rose there, and they're like, you can't be here. And she's like, why? Because like this is the Hoofers Club. And then like they all just like sixty old men just start tap dancing in this like club, like this like you know like it looked like um the uh, oh my gosh what are those clubs called like they're like where the old men go they wear red hats oh shriners yeah kind of like looked like one of those places <laughs> yeah it does it was so like joyful i loved all the tap dancing it's great i yeah. think i'm gonna take up tap dancing now your and neighbors will, will love that so bad at it <laughs> that's what you do to get back to like this apartment complex you're in just like start tap just dancing. start tap dancing <laughs> yeah um okay so then i guess what are we back at the cotton club or no somewhere and it's like vera and dixie are hanging out and they're like he throws a drink on her and i couldn't quite figure out where that came from and why he did that i think it was because she was like giving oh she was kind of treating him he was being treated so in that moment like i think the dutchman had just been like go play your trumpet to like that to him Mm -hmm. And then, like, she was kind of ordering him around, too. Okay. And I think he was just kind of... I think that's what I got from And I, there's this whole thing where he's, like, living this really nice lifestyle he didn't have before. And he's able to do it because of the Dutchman. He's able to, like, hang out with this girl that he clearly likes a lot because of it. But then it's, like, also he's kind of, like, the Dutchman's little bitch. <laughs> and, like, yeah. she also bosses him around. And DLD. it's just, like, he's just yeah. feeling a lot of things about it. So he throws a drink on her. And mm-hmm. they... But then they make up. They, <laughs> they do make up. They make up. Um, they make up and they hook up they dance they slap each other it's weird but then they go home they hook up dixie it's a weird scene it's like a lot of montage there's like lace overlay uh shadows um at one point they're laying in bed there's like rainbows on their face i actually yeah. didn't mind the rainbow part i thought it was kind of pretty <laughs> sunglasses um, that i don't know favorite. if i missed something but it was not did i miss it, it wasn't graphic or anything like that Mm-mm. at all right compared to like very it was, tasteful. It was like very tasteful. He did say, <laughs> it's not real life, it's jazz oh, to her in that scene. Yeah. Again, sometimes he does a voice bordering on Adam Sandler. I don't, I wish he would just I not didn't like his an accent. accent. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like, I feel like anytime I see him with an accent, I'm like, I don't think he's a good actor. I know. Like, like Because in general, I do think he's a good actor. I think especially yeah. non-verbally, he's really good. To me, that's when he's the most effective. Is like, I just feel like when he's looking at people or reacting to things like that, he's really, really good. Sometimes, yeah, any accent that has to be done, I'm like, buddy, don't. Yeah. And then sometimes yeah. just the delivery of things like, 
it's jazz like it's just like yeah oh, no yeah because I, I agree his it. nonverbals, his movement you know like but i just feel like anytime i've thought that about these movies we've been watching it's the ones where he has an accent i'm like okay so maybe that's just and listen if i was an actor that would not be my forte either mm. i same i can't do it won't do it. i refuse to they've asked <laughs> me oh, to and i've said no i turn them down every time right right <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so um oh his name was oni oni oh yeah something like Who's that they the call guy? him mr broadway let's just call him mr broadway mr. from broadway. now on <laughs> Yes. He's the one that was trying to do the mediation because he, like, they were getting too much attention. From, the mobs were getting too much attention from the cops. Um, he's the one who has Frenchie by his side. Mr. Broadway. Yes. Mr. Broadway um, needs a front man um, on the West Coast, Hollywood. Yes. And he gives the kids the opportunity to be an actor um, and to do a screen test. Dutch does not like this. No, Dutch is not a fan. Uh, this, it's um, funny they, like, show his screen test. And it's really funny watching the executives talk about it because I feel like since this was made by people who make movies, obviously, it was them being like, this is the nonsense that goes through when people are trying to screen test because they're just like, he's got a good face. He can't act. He can't act. They just all keep saying like, he can't act. He can't act. I think we can make it work. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, but he'll look good on posters. Yeah, he'll look good on posters, which he does. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah. So then <laughs> this movie relies so much on spinning headlines. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I feel it. like that like, like really moves the story along. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, there's always, like, there's, like, three or four times that happens yeah. where it's just, like, um, kind of telling you, like, what's going on. But... passive and Nicholas yeah. Cage is murdering people. And here's all the headlines about it. Right, right. Also, Dalbert and his brother kind of break up. Like, Dalbert gets a chance to go solo yeah. and his brother's, like, fine. And yep. that happens. Um, and also Dalbert and, uh, Lila get kicked out of the cotton club or like Dalbert gets kicked out and Lila leaves. Um, yeah, because it's like a Dalbert very stands violent, up to the manager, like the manager, yeah. like takes him back to the kitchen and like chops a cabbage right by his head. It's really scary. And he's just, so he leaves yeah. or he gets kicked out. She leaves and then time passes. Great depression starts. Yeah. It's you see soup being ladled out of Lisa. a big pot. From Sister Sister does the best musical number. It made, oh, it was great. Oh, that was her. The meat one? Yes. Which, oh, like, my I gosh. know she's famous for other things, I think, but I've never seen her in anything but Sister Sister, and I watched a lot of Sister Sister growing up. Yeah. Wow. I haven't seen her. I, I don't think I've seen her in anything else either. I didn't recognize her in that. That makes... Oh, that's great. That was really... That was Super amazing. Funny. Great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, all those numbers. I like honestly, I might go back and like, and like watch some of those numbers. Better again do it today. before forty eight hour rentals over. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going on the Pluto dot com. Um, um. So then, so yeah. So the Great Depression. Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, the Great Depression start. It's 1930. Now we're at a club called Vera's in New York, mm -hmm. and it's owned mm -hmm. by Vera. And Lily's a dancer there, but now she goes by Angelina, and she's passing for white. And, and it's an all-white dancing group. All-white dancing group. And then Dixie comes back and he's like strutting around like just he owns the place. Because now he's it. a movie star. What'd you say? I said just the way Elise likes it. Strut, strut, white. Stupid. No, no, no. I was saying like you only like white clubs. <laughs> cool. Cool joke, Sarah. <laughs> um, yeah. They get a room. Dalbert and Lily get a room at a hotel. And at first the guy's like, you can't. We don't have interracial couples. And I'm like, we're both black. And he's like, what? And that's when we learned that her dad is black and her mom is white. And Which then is I've... so weird. Such a weird policy. Like, you, like, they're renting to black couples. They're renting to white couples. But, like, 
but it was illegal sense. to be an interracial couple i think oh that's true yeah um i wrote the note a lot of sloppy kissing in this movie yes because there is <laughs> because it's true yeah uh, a lot um and you know we know that Nicolas cage he did it again too like his first kiss with her was like very like Rawr! but then like the rest of them were like okay not great Wait, but, like Nicolas okay cage? oh i'm so sorry <laughs> richard gear <laughs> i always get those two confused i don't even know <laughs> how to say that but yeah i agree um, with i was you, looking though. at my notes and i saw nick cage and so i got confused but yeah like he did it again where he like did like a really sloppy kiss the first time and then like it was okay the rest of the time yeah. um he's just but then he yeah gets thirsty i guess <laughs> dalbert was thirsty too thirsty dalbert he's lapping up lapping it up um okay so then there's drama with the gangsters where like uh dutch's guy kills nicholas cage's right hand man and so then they retaliate and that's when a baby gets killed well, right? also before that, Vixie or um, Vera, Vixie is their couple Vixie. name. Um, Vera and Dixie duet, and that also pisses off the judge. But the Dutchman was just getting really pissed off. He's because, having like, a bad day. Yeah, and Dixie's back in town, and um, and so yeah, but Nicholas Cage. So, uh, the gunmen are going after him. They kill the Apple Kids. So sad. <laughs> um. I don't know why I laughed. Yeah, that. Sarah has. No I think I was heart. just laughing. I was laughing at the, the scene right before that, where like Nicholas Cage is like kind of like running from them or running to them. I don't know, like the the mobsters and the apple kids come up to him, like, "You want my apple?" <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "No, get away from me!" Like, he just like like slaps them away, basically. I know, like, I can't imagine the reaction like that when somebody comes up to you because that happens all the time here. People try mm-hmm. to sell you something. Like, I feel like we were sitting at Bryant Park one time and a kid tried to sell us like Airheads. And can you imagine yeah. just all of a sudden, like, not even like, "No, thank you," but like first response is just like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> right. Just like, and then he ends up buying an apple from them, <laughs> and then he eats like, it. In the most Nicolas Cage possible way. Ugh, can't do anything normal. And then, um, and then they're they're trying to shoot him, and the, they shoot and kill the Apple Kids, and then that gets blamed on Nicolas Cage in the papers. Right, right, right. Okay, thank you. I was kind of fuzzy about some of this stuff. There's a, there's just a lot that happens. Yeah, to a lot of Definitely. people. Uh, they so they kidnap Frenchie then. <laughs> yeah, Nicolas Cage and his whoever his goons are um they kidnap frenchie and um and mr broadway um sends dixie yeah sends dixie to, to give to him brother. a ransom yeah yeah and mr broadway sends fifty thousand dollars and then <laughs> frenchie comes back to mr broadway like, after he gets released and he's mad because he's like you only offered five hundred dollars for me that's what i'm worth and he breaks his watch and then he like i don't understand like exactly why what this was all about though what the conversation well then well because then he like bought him a platinum watch and gave it to him yeah i think i don't know i just like that mr broadway was like i would have paid 10 times that much for you i would have paid five hundred thousand dollars for you <laughs> the watch thing yeah. no i don't get that i don't know like I don't know if like Frenchie was joking and like like on his way home he stopped and got a platinum watch to say thank you for like rescuing me or like yeah maybe <sighs> I, don't I don't know <laughs> but it was it was a fun scene yeah, to watch regardless those two are cute I saw I was reading one review and it said that they had like a, almost like a R two D two slash C three PO relationship 
that's a, that's I am a really good way of so proud it. of myself for getting those names right. <laughs> RC3PO. RC3P2. 3P2. 3D2. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then uh, Nicolas Cage, um, sadly, is uh, shot in a phone booth. In front of his this. wife. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was kind of gruesome. It was kind of gruesome. Was... You know, this guy, Francis Ford Coppola, likes a a gruesome gangster-caused yeah. death. How did you feel about Nicolas Cage's death acting? I thought it was pretty good. At first, I thought it was comical, but then I was like, oh, he actually did it. I think this job. might have been the part where I was falling asleep, so I don't remember Got it, it. <laughs> very well. Okay. <laughs> um, And then it cuts to Mr. Broadway, where they're like, the de- no wait was it mr broadway who ordered the kill i think so yeah because he took his he took his buddy yeah it cuts to him like out getting the phone call that it was done and he's just drawing a horse oh yeah <laughs> he's like <laughs> sketching a horse <laughs> at his desk <laughs> like a 12th grade or like a sixth grade girl like jonah hill and super bad <laughs> with his penises <laughs> yeah and so yeah okay so then what happens um, then we're back at the Cotton Club. The Williams brothers reunite. They do a little dance. Yes. Um, the Cotton Club is letting some black patrons in, like high profile ones, like Lawrence Fishburne. This movie has so many people in it, like so many name yeah. actors. Boldface names, as they call them. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Dixie's making eyes at Vera again, and now again he's like a big time movie star, so he's like even more He's more confident than he was before because he doesn't like uh, Dutch doesn't own him basically. So, which how did that happen? That he went from saving Dutch's life, so Dutch is like, I owe you to like being under his thumb. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. He's because he uh, like Mr. Broadway says he relies on fear. That's this is why I always tell you, Sarah, don't mess with the mafia. Sorry, <laughs> too late. <laughs> um, I can't read my notes. This is what they look Whoa. like. I'm having a really hard time reading them right now. But not bad. Little scribbly babies. Um, the club manager is being a dick again. So Lawrence Fishburne and, and his friends give him a swirly. They put his head in the toilet. Oh yes, <laughs> this club has everything. <laughs> Swirlies, Swirlies given by Lawrence Fishburne. People getting threatened to rip their nipples. The tiniest off. mustache you've ever seen that changes Richard Gere's face. <laughs> Yeah, just threatening to rip people's nipples off. Yeah, okay, because Dutch's wife uh, bursts in. Yeah, she bursts in and sees, which I'm just like, you knew this was happening the whole time. Yeah, it's been years now. Why are you still just like showing up being like, I found you together? It's like, I'm sure this is not the first time this has happened, but. And it wasn't even like the most compromising position. They were just, they were sitting, just like at sitting at a table together. Yeah. But um, she gets really mad and she like goes after like to like grab her face like to like claw her. Like, it was such a weird move. Yeah. She's like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and then her Vera and the Dutchman run to go make out in some. No, gauzy Vera and Richard cur- Gear. Oh, sorry. Oh my gosh. Vera and Dixie, Dixie. go to make out in some gauzy curtains. And the Dutchman. She does a little foot pop, Princess Diary style. I've never done that before. I've never, I maybe I've never been kissed correctly because I've never had a foot pop. I guess I haven't found my true love yet. I guess not yet. That's (laughs) bad news for you. Well, I'm gonna go break the news. Okay. Um, (laughs) and then the Dutchman's getting really, really upset. Um, and oh, because Dixie goes on and plays, plays his little cornet. Oh yeah. And then they get in a fight. 
and so the next act comes on and they get in a fight just standing in front of the stage like screaming at each other and the act's mm-hmm. just like going on they're like take this outside yeah. and so the dutchman starts to leave and then he turns around with a gun held out to shoot dixie and, what and somebody who is that somebody kicks it out of his hand oh i thought it was the sandman oh i think it is yeah you're right and it he goes like does this incredible he's like in the middle of dancing and he does this incredible like kick number and kicks the gun out of the Dutchman's hand through a window. It just like clatters on the ground and the doorman outside is just like, hmm? there's yeah. a gun right here. That, that's yeah, that was a very cool. that was a funny that was a comical uh, shot. Yeah, with like the doorman that. who's like, yeah. Parr? <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone dies. Yeah, Dutch and <laughs> all, all the bad guys get die. murdered. Mr. Broadway orders it, I think. He's I always think. ordering it. Because he's going to jail because he violated his parole or something. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. I didn't get and he's that. Like, I was getting like, out of the business. Why is he going to jail? I said, apparently Bob Hoskins is going to jail. But now, yeah. okay, that makes sense. Yeah, he said, well, he it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek. He's like, I violated some of my parole or something like that. But, like, I don't know. Um, he didn't seem too concerned. <laughs> yeah, so um, Dixie asks Vera to come to uh, California with him. And she says, yeah. no, I have to say, I don't mind Diane Lane. I th- I actually don't really have an opinion on her, I guess, previous to this. But I don't think she's very good in this movie. She's very pretty. Mm-hmm. She looks fantastic in the fantastic clothes. I don't think she's very good in it, though. And, and then I was looking it up and she won a, or at least was nominated for a Razzie for this. So I'm not the only one who thought yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like a blah. It could have been a really great I feel like with a different actress, maybe it could have been like it. It wasn't that the character was lacking. This no. was like a dynamic character that had like a lot of stuff, but she, I felt kind of flat. Yeah, everything she did was just kind of weird, and like I don't really feel like they had much chemistry either. But I was yeah. again, I was reading some review where it was just like raving about how much chemistry they had. So I guess that is. Who do you think I had the most folder. chemistry? Like in um the movies we've watched so far, with Richard Gere. Oh, um. He he and Deborah Winger, even though I guess they didn't like each other. Yeah, yeah. On screen though. On screen it was great. Or let's see, who else? Have, what else have we even seen? In the in Days of Heaven. Hmm. What do you? What about you? What do you think? Honestly, he usually has pretty good chemistry with whoever he's. he's yeah. With. And I feel yeah, like I didn't can really see feel that. it at all with this one. You, yeah, same. But I do feel like he kind of lights up the most when he's like around women. I mean, he was like pretty notoriously a womanizer in this time, yeah. like in his heyday. So it makes sense. But yeah, he, he's like a vampire that feeds off of. He's a vampire. <laughs> That's exactly what. He um. Is. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so yeah. So they and the way it ends is kind of like a stage production. It's cool. Um, I like that. It's cool. I liked it. Like at first, I was like, "Wait, what's happening?" Everybody's and I was like, "Grand oh. Central Station." Because she says yeah. no because she doesn't know that Dutch is dead. She's like, "I can't do it." Yeah. I'm and then sorry. he goes to the train to go to California, and she's there wearing like a great leopard print thing. Mm-hmm. And Dalbert, <laughs> Dalbert, and Lila Rose get married. Yeah, and his mom teaches a person how to dance. Yes, Gwen Verdon gets a little tap dance soft shoe of her own. Yep, and um, Bob Hoskins is going to jail. He goes to jail, but it's all comfortable. Yeah, Frenchie's like, I got it for him for you going to sing sing. Yeah. Yeah, he's like you'll be you'll be wishing that you didn't have freedom by the time you get out. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> um, 
And it kind of is just a very nice, happy, tied up ending. They yeah. ride away together into the sunset on the train. They really do. Just yeah. gobbling each other's faces. Um, so before we get into the next segment, I actually, uh, we have a message from one of our sponsors. Oh, wow. Um, so I'm just going to cue that up right now. <laughs> Music. Are you looking for an escape? Have you got a case of COVID cabin fever? Look no further than the Bedford Post. Bedford Post, an authentic <laughs> country inn just an hour outside of Manhattan. That's right. In about the third of the time it takes you to watch the Cotton Club Encore, you can go from the Empire State Building to a building that puts you in a state of empire relaxation. The Bedford Post offers infinite ways to relax, including yoga courses, as well as more terrestrial delights in its two restaurants. It is located 4.7 miles from the Wolf Conservation Center as well. To book your stay, visit bedfordpostincom slash gearheads to receive 5% off one yoga class during your stay. Bedford Post Inn, stay the gear way. Uh, there, so, um, we'll just let that. How long yeah, did that so take th- you to write? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it took me like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm so impressed. <laughs> um so that, that's our sponsor for this week um so be sure to get that five percent off one yoga class um don't sue uh, us don't during your stay don't sue us don't Richard. Sue, don't sue Richard, this is parody this is parody. this is parody law parody. let us stay at your let us stay at your end for free for free um <laughs> also it is just copy and paste a lot of it is just copy pasted from its their website don't sell yourself short that was <laughs> a work of art uh, um okay so as far as this movie goes, um, I thought it was a good movie. I did too. It wasn't um, perfect and it was yeah. definitely stuffed full and I was a little bit confused and like I said, I had a hard time caring too much about anybody, which says a lot because I can care about anything. <laughs> I can attach to anyone, especially like any couple like that. Try me. <laughs> just, tr- just why don't you try me? <laughs> yeah. And so this is where, yeah, why don't you share a little bit about like what the movie like was and how it was remastered okay so came out in 1984 and it was the whole production of it was just kind of a mess because um the studio really got involved and they wanted less black storylines didn't think audiences would think that was as interesting so they wanted a lot of like a lot of the extended musical numbers a lot of the stuff with dalbert again i am resentful that i have to keep (laughs) saying that name I, not because I don't like him. I just don't like his name. The studio was like, okay, you can keep him in somewhat, but you got to change his name to Dalbert. <laughs> put, a, put a D in front of all the... His name was <laughs> Albert. And then they made everyone right. just go into the studio and just do... do and then they d- edited it. It's really d- seamless d- editing. Delise. Delise. Call me Delise from now on or else. You got it. Um. Anyway, so they made him take out all that stuff. And it was also like... It was like way over budget. It only made back like half its budget. Interesting facts that I wrote down was it was financed by amongst the movie studio. It was financed by casino owners, an Arab arms dealer, and a vaudeville promoter. And that vaudeville promoter was murdered over this movie. In he was murdered because I saw in something that was like this like movie like had murders and blah blah blah. And I was like, who got murdered in this movie? Yeah, or like because of this movie. The the financiers i don't know how to say that word i just i just learned that Finan- financier financier 
finance. Um, he was like, I don't know. I couldn't really find too many details about it. And I also didn't look that hard. But it's said mm-hmm. by a drug dealer who didn't feel like she was getting her money's worth out of the movie. So I'm like, first of all, a woman. Hmm. Women can be murderous drug dealers, women, too. Yeah. <laughs> don't count us out. Shiro. Um, and then <laughs> boss, she's a boss babe. And then there, and also like, why was she involved? Like, I guess she had money invested in the movie too. I'm not sure about that, but anyways, so the, the behind the scenes of this movie was a lot, um, a lot of yeah. disagreements. So when it came out, I don't think it was what Coppola wanted it to be. No. And he said like, it never got like what he wanted out of it. Like it never like reached the height that he thought it, that he wanted it to. Yeah. And like, Yeah. So like two years ago, they they redid it, and he added in what he wanted to add in, and then yeah, they made this he paid it out of his out of pocket for wow. this to wow. like add those scenes back in. Um, and what I was like so crazy to me is like he he was making this movie, and he was telling like you know some black stories about like injustices of the time and how like stupid it was that like you know these talented people. Um, who were black were like not like they were like lauded and talented and then like they were like being like um they couldn't even like watch their own performances and like I'm just like this is so ironic <laughs> like that the studio was like hey there's like some really like this is like fine like this is a good storyline and like this can make money and like this is like, they're talented but like you, we can't like let you know people know too much about like black storylines it's like like originally it was a movie set in harlem that was mostly about white people like that's right and like so just like the movie was kind of about what the studio was doing and the studio was like nah (laughs) i don't know it was just so so ironic also i do feel like the movie could have gone into that stuff more like it would have been i think it would have been a better movie because like uh, the mobster stuff like it it, it it it's all very predictable and it gets played out. It's like we, if we want to watch a mobster movie, we'll watch The Godfather, <laughs> which is like better. Yeah, and there's so many movies already. Um, at, it was like kind of a saturated market, and it's fine to have that in there. But I feel like, um, it seemed like he kind of wanted to tell that storyline as well, and so it's like dive deep into that because I feel like that would have been a real nice, a real good hit. I think he would have gotten more. It would have gotten more acclaim. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that like it was just a thing that everybody took for granted because that was just a way of life, like they could they should have gone into that more. I think like yeah the yeah there was a more interesting story to be told than what it was because it was just kind of generic mobster stuff. But I loved all the musical performances and I liked that it was kind yeah. of an ensemble more than a, yeah like there, I guess there were leads in it, but there was just mm. so many like interesting big names that it was yeah. kind of less a Richard Gear vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't feel. I mean, he definitely. But he was in it. I don't think he was in it more than anybody else, though. Really, I mean, yeah, like, and like never there was by like, himself. There was like, like we five don't get people that were in it about the same amount of time, and he was one of them. Yeah, and we don't really get scenes of him just like by himself. Like, what's he thinking? How is this all <laughs> right. affecting him? Like you normally do when there's a movie where somebody's the lead. Yeah, we don't there even see him time. in Hollywood. There's simply not time. <laughs> yeah. We need more tap dancing. <laughs> <laughs> we only see him in the context of the Cotton Club, really. Like, we don't really see his life in California. We don't really yeah. see much about his home life. We don't really see him much, like, alone with Dick. Like, it's just, like, kind of all revolving around these people at the club. Yeah, that's true. But it's fun to watch in general, I would say. Yeah. And the costumes are gorgeous. And this, the, like, production design is gorgeous. And I love the way, it, like, 
with all the, like the dramatic shadows and stuff like i love the way he shoots mm-hmm. stuff and the blood on the chandelier was just cool yeah yeah there were some very very dramatic things in there yeah um so what would you give this on terms of the silver fox rating oh hold on let me pull it up what you um what you oh wow sorry i just got a vaccine news update that the johnson and johnson and jansen because <laughs> i knew that you were gonna make me say the last one um it's now like available at all 24 seven vaccine sites that's amazing i saw this funny tweet where like you want me to go to the bronx at 3 a.m yeah <laughs> to get <laughs> shot and shot like <laughs> no thank you okay <clears throat> this time i'll start from the beginning so days of heaven you gave me a six start. out of five <laughs> uh blood brothers six out of five yanks six out of five gigolo seven out of five officer and a gentleman five but possibly higher with non-military hair and breathless without the personality included you gave him a five yeah that all sounds accurate <laughs> i mean honestly i might go back and give him an eight out of five for a jiggle <laughs> no okay. no 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 keep it at a seven it's fine okay. um this one i think i'm gonna say three mm, yeah i'm gonna give him a three as well whoa that's like one of your higher mm-hmm. scores mm-hmm. is it i need to start writing mine down I was like, write yours down last time. I I'll do that. I'll go through and find him. Here's the thing. I, I thought he was. I thought he was handsome in this. I just don't think he looked like himself. He was handsome, but there was no. Um, there wasn't very much pizzazz for me. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give him a two. <laughs> oh. Okay. Wow. He goes down. He gets a five total from us. Now, today. Is this like compared to himself, or is this just like hmm. for for a silver fox in general? Hmm. Hmm. You know, I think it should be compared to himself. So I'm go- that's why I'm going to give him a okay. 1.5. <laughs> Whoa. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll give him a two. Three from Elise. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Negative. They're going to go down. They're going to start going down real fast here oh, in the no. last. Well, I th- we still got a good. For me, I think up until the year 2000, I'm all in. Even yeah. in the year 2000. For the distant future. And then it's, it's hit or miss. Yeah. And then it's straight yeah. up Silver Fox. Yeah. For real. Yeah. For real. Um, yeah. Um, I don't have a would you rather for this week. There was just too much going on in this movie. <laughs> would you rather um, have a hit put out on you by... No. Would you rather have a hit put out on you by Mr. Broadway and have Frenchie do it? Would you rather be killed by Nicolas Cage in this movie or Frenchie? Oh, Frenchie. No, Nicolas Cage. No, Nicolas Cage would do it in some like wild and weird way, and I don't want. I don't want my last face I see to be Nicolas Cage. I liked (laughs) Frenchie. Be fun to watch. Frenchie all the way. Fun to see. Are you going Nicolas Cage? Yeah, Yeah, I am. (laughs) You'd be like, I'm entertained at least. (laughs) (laughs) At least you, you didn't bore me in my last moments. Um, I guess my would you rather is. In today's age, would you rather wear one of those beaded head crowns? The cap things? Yeah. Um, like, you have to walk around Brooklyn and New York um, for two weeks wearing... Okay, no, Brooklyn hold on. Brooklyn and go- New York? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's here's the real would you rather. Okay. That was you practice. have to go to... <laughs> you have to... You have, a, you have a final interview for a job. Yay. That will never happen. And it's in Already, person. Already, I know this is fiction. <laughs> and 
experience in person and you have to either show up wearing one of those beaded crown things or a thin mustache that's like thinner than than Richard Gears is in this movie and like not quite as noticeable but is definitely there so and you're it not could just be like I didn't oh I'm not wearing a mask it could just be like I didn't um wax my upper lip it's thicker than that oh. but like it's not like it's a little bit like okay. do you think his was real or do you think it was like I think it was fake I think it was drawn on with eyeliner it from was... CBS <laughs> it was very precise <laughs> yeah um I think I'd rather wear the wear the cap. I think I would too. Although, you know, I feel like if I did have the mustache, like they might be like, we don't have anyone like this here. <laughs> <laughs> Same with the cap, though. So who wears who wears true. Barclays Wim caps to a job interview? And you are you are interviewing for archivist positions, and those are usually not public facing. So they don't tend to wear a lot of sparkly caps. Most archivists that I know. So they're like, it doesn't matter. She's just going to be in the stacks anyway. Yeah. Pretty mm. much. Do you want to do bingo? Oh, I want to do bingo so badly. So bingo, we first have a free space for a kiss. Yep. We definitely got one of those. We've got steal someone's girl. He definitely did that. Like consistently. <laughs> it, I didn't even know. We didn't know this was going to be such a consistent theme nope. when we made this. Um, it's so consistent. Shirt off. I don't remember. In the scene where they're he okay. must have during when he's wearing his sunglasses in bed <laughs> i i'm gonna check right meow please um but continue um a physical fight yes i typed in breathless <laughs> wow sarah <laughs> that one um there was many physical fights in this yeah big time um hector elizondo oh another Trivia thing I was going to say is this was one of at least three movies he's made with Diane Lane. Wait, really? Yeah. When else did he... What other movies? Well, um, Unfaithful. Okay. And Nights in Rodanthe. Oh, really? And it is three-syllable Rodanthe. I googled it. Because <laughs> I didn't know how to pronounce it. Because <laughs> you didn't want to get any flack from... It. No flack from no one. No. No cheek um no that's lip. cool i wonder if they have better do they have better chem- chemistry in knights of rodanthe i don't remember i'm very excited <laughs> to find out though i'm very excited to watch that movie that's gonna be that's that's what i'm I'm gonna like make a nice meal i'm gonna sit down take my time with it candlelight um mm-hmm. i'm always trying to figure out if he sucks in real life or not <laughs> Richard especially Gere? yeah especially after the deborah winger thing i'm sure he does a little bit but um he's got to the fact that he like there are people who are willing to make multiple movies with him, doesn't means he can't be all that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm at the what sex are you finding scene. Out? Oh, while wow, you're watching it. Yeah. Well, you, I, was, I was scrolling. Um, she's shirtless. Okay, he's shirtless, but it's like the rainbow filter. Like you, I don't think you see Can any you show of this. Me? Okay. Here. <laughs> there we go. Oh now it's, yeah. Oh, actually, with shirtless. the lace curtains, that's kind of cool. I think yeah. the back. I like that. But the sunglasses are outrageous. Yeah. So he was shirtless in this. Okay. But I don't think we see any of his, nip- of his nips. Oh, is that a requirement? But no, that's not. I just wanted to share. I don't think that it was, we never saw full torso. Well, I have my own secret bingo chart and that's all there. So thank you. <laughs> and there's like one for like one nip and then both nips, like two separate squares. 
Um, Hector Elizondo, I think I already said that. He's not here. Unless he is, and we just didn't see him because there were a lot of... I don't think so. White men gangsters. Um, yeah. Lives in an unrealistically nice place. No, although that brownstone <sighs> yeah. they live in would cost a pretty penny nowadays. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, what'd you say? <laughs> I was about to say something and then it just came out like, won't. <laughs> and then Womp. I stopped. Would Womp. you like to finish? <laughs> no, I don't know what I was going to say. I was just going to say, wouldn't it be nice or something like that? But like, I actually don't know what I was going to say. So I was just hoping that we could move on. <laughs> I will never move on. You make one sound out of place. And you have all the editing power. You have all the editing power. You. I'll make it louder than the rest. Womp. <laughs> Womp. <laughs> that's funny so uh where's his ugly old man glasses no but i feel like the sunglasses should count they count for this one yeah those were bad um elise has already seen it yes sarah's already seen it nope a nice scene with kids (laughs) i don't think is there a single child i mean the apple kids but like that was with nick cage oh yeah not nice And then they got shot. And then they died. <laughs> and again, I'm laughing when I bring up this scene. I don't know what's wrong with me. Heartless. <laughs> Heartless. Um, relates to John Travolta. Does it? I don't think so. I think that it was kind of like he was he was attached to it from the beginning. They wanted it for him. I think at this point, he's finally, he's made it. He's made it out of he's Travolta's he's making sloppy seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he's making movies with like more and more big name directors he's he's really doing it he's really going after it really going after it um this was because this was after officer and a gentleman yes so was breathless. we're watching them in order yeah yeah so was what oh breathless i said but so was breathless <laughs> yeah breathless was trying to do something yeah it was definitely like a I'm trying to be an artsy like an art house movie, yeah so um yeah um interesting Throws a temper tantrum. No, he kept this. He was pretty cool this whole yeah, time. He was. Oh, I, I, I skipped characters. Kind of a dick. Hmm. He, I don't he, think so. This is the nicest he's ever been. I think he was. He was nice to his family. He like super nice to his mom. Too nice, perhaps. <laughs> a lot of a little too nice to his mom's face. Um, <laughs> he like was like trying to help his brother. He yeah. He was kind of a dick to Diane sometimes, but, like, only when she... She kind of also deserved it. (laughs) Also, like, they just kind of did it to each other, and, like, it was him acting out because he was, like, trapped. And he wasn't, like... He wasn't, like... He didn't come across as, like, racist. No, he didn't. I think he did use, like, the N-word one time, but... Yeah. It was seemed period-appropriate, unfortunately. Um, Mm. uh, What? Wow. (laughs) um yeah he like definitely i mean he played he played an instrument with mm-hmm. the, with like black people and he was yeah very and much he like was a friend with friendly with them he wasn't Dalbert. like doing anything to fix problems but he definitely wasn't doing anything to create problems yeah um, yeah okay also I, I skipped like a whole section of these sex scene mm-hmm. and with sunglasses with sunglasses and also, not even just the sunglasses, but the way he just, like, keeps moving. It's so yeah, it was a weird. I didn't like it. It made me laugh <laughs> so hard, though. And so I did like it because it really tickled yeah. my funny bone. My funny <laughs> bone. 
Um, temper tantrum. Did I already say that? And we decided not really. Yeah, we said that he kept this cool. Yeah. And then plays an instrument. Yeah. So this one ticks about as many boxes as normal, only because we added the plays the instrument one. Because like I feel like, um, he didn't follow a lot of his other tropes in this. Yeah, there was a, a handful. Dick. Where... He... Yeah. Yeah. It was a little different. But... It was. I mean, it was definitely very different for him. A different looks than we've seen. <laughs> different time period. Unfortunately. Yeah. He got to yeah. show off his little musician skills without putting out an embarrassing album so again i just can't thank and it him was enough like that, for that yeah it's i feel like anybody can kind of play guitar but like trumpet and piano like and he played very well i know what a well. good trumpet sounds like i was in band wow i don't however know what the difference between a trumpet and a cornet is and i don't care i thought a cornet's just small i don't know he he seemed to he's also a good but, piano player though yeah yeah, and at, at first, like, I was like, I think he's really playing because they like the way that they were filming it. Yeah. Um, no trickery. Like, was, like, there's his hands. <laughs> um, what is something that you're going to be doing this week that, he that you learned from the movie? Specifically from Richard? Yeah. Okay. I guess it can be from anyone. Well, I'm going to go specifically with Richard. Okay. okay. And I'm going to wear my sunglasses in bed more. <laughs> johnny just walks by and you're like sitting in it's like that one meme where the woman's just sitting in bed like with arms (laughs) sunglasses on yep i'm going to try slicking my hair back um and walking around one day and see what happens oh i can't wait (laughs) my big old head just fully out there for everyone (laughs) um so that'll be fun that will be fun um cool well what's up next week oh what do we have on the agenda wow using a hotspot, man this worked out so much better than this i didn't want to say anything midway because i was like i don't want to jinx jinx us but man this like was so much smoother than usual no it's guys we usually have so annalise has so much editing to do because it like it usually kicks me off of zoom like three times (laughs) <laughs> and then there's like moments where we're in this case when we're talking over each other it's just because we're talking over each other yeah normally but it's usually <laughs> why is he not coming up when i'm typing in richard on imdb it's like it doesn't even know you've me been blocked <laughs> blocked <laughs> they've, they've disallowed you access to him that makes sense that makes sense i respect that okay up next is King David. I hope this one works out and that we can find it because I've never seen it and it looks bad. This and is I... exciting. Oh, and there's a beard. Oh, Sarah, wishes do come true. I believe. Um, That's great. I'm we excited We love a good it. biblical story. And once again, here he is doing something wow. totally different. Different. Yep. And it's something that we've never heard of. I've never heard of it anyway. Who's David? Who is that? David. I don't know. I did not grow up religious. <sighs> nope we did not we didn't go to any religious schools nope <laughs> definitely ones that want to get mad about changing their letter on the mountain to a rainbow for that was one freaking night that wasn't our school we went to the no, worst one that's true <laughs> we went to a worse one it was probably jail you couldn't wear skinny that. jeans and it made international news mm. um anyway fun. well this was really fun um i'm happy i watched this movie i'm happy i got to talk to you i also thought this podcast episode was going to be like three hours long Me too, of the length the of the movie so long. but also so much of it is just performances and we can't really talk about that too that's much true on um that's on true. a audio medium so 
Um. Anyway, but I, I was uh, reenacting the performances the whole time we did this. Oh, she was you can't to a see T. It, but I felt. Yeah. I don't know if it came across, so I thought I would just let you know. Yeah, it was really, and she was like wearing the costumes, mm-hmm. and uh, she did a better job than I did yesterday reenacting the greatest showman dances in the subway. No one could ever do a better job than that, Sarah. I think we need to learn that dance. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> I think we have to, and I think we need to at one time perform it at Prospect Park. <laughs> perform it on the stage. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. I was just gonna say in the veil for whoever was happened to be walking by. Okay, well, I think we should do both. Okay, great. Okay. Well, I'll start. I'm gonna go get to work right now. Okay, me too. Bye, Let's Elise. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Number one boy. Well,